Hello and welcome listeners. This is Cindy Silva. This is the Metaphysical Wisdom Podcast. I have my friend and colleague Krista Ray Pacheco with me today. We're going to be talking about how conscious people thrive. Hi, Krista. Hi, Cindy. Thank you for having me on your show today. It's always uh, so much fun uh, to connect with you and, you know, explore. Yeah, thanks, Krista. Well, it's been just a pleasure. You're one of the few people that I've actually met in person that I interview. Um, Most of the people that I have conversations with are around the world, in different parts of the world. Um, But few are located in the same county as I, and you happen to be one of those few, and I'm really grateful to know you and appreciate how you've come into my life at the right time and supported me and been part of the WIN Network as a presenter and and now as a faculty supporter. So this is great to weave you back into the fold and to catch up with you. Mm -hmm. I know you've gone through your own tremendous amount of growth and expansion, and I'm really excited to hear about that. Before we ask you to share some of these uh, stories of your expansion and integration, I'd love to just share a few words with our listeners from your website, ConsciousPeopleThrive.com. And Krista's uh, got a lot to offer here on this website. It's very beautiful, by the way. It looks new to me. I don't know that I've seen this website yet, so it's very impressive. Um, Krista is dedicated to those who desire to understand the bigger picture of what creates vibrant health and inner happiness. She does that through working with individuals and groups and helping people to address the issues in the energy fields, working with energy medicine and also the biological and the physical aspect of our existence, working with biomedicine. And this is really the piece that's um, exciting and growing and popularity and awareness. So we're really grateful to have you so um, tuned in to these future, we could call them technologies, and bringing them into our our own community. So thank you for being here, and, and welcome, Krista. Thank you so much, Cindy. Uh, it's just quite mutual, the admiration and the gratefulness for having you in this county. And, you know, in some ways, I know there's more people in our communities who are opening up and are, you know, becoming awakened and it's really time to connect, you know, the people who are actually in our communities. And so thank you so much for having me uh, here today and, uh, you know, allowing us to explore this. Hmm. You're welcome. Yes, I didn't mention that you were born in Bern, Switzerland, so you are an immigrant to the United States, and you have a worldly perspective and viewpoint. You do travel quite a bit abroad, so I want to bring that piece in because you, I believe with your biomedicine, are working with um, an organization that is also global and really attracts some of the top-notch um minds in the world of nutrition from around the world. I wonder if you'd like to say something about that. Yes, I am so fortunate to uh, have, you know, I've done a lot of research on 
the physical lately because um, I, I might, you know, go back to in 2011, I had carbon monoxide poisoning and I, uh, you know, like doctors were telling me that I was going to have Parkinson's and, you know, my brain would never be normal again. And I said, like, you don't know me. <laughs> so uh, that, you know, somewhat opened up the the greater interest in physical well-being, which, you know, is also um, related to having lost my dad and brother early to cancer. And they both, uh, you know, had Western medicine, which is, you know, tremendous for um, life-saving and emergency care. But it didn't really give them, you know, a way to return to health and to restore their health. And I was at a point in 2011 where I really needed to restore my health. And I had uh, gained 40 pounds and, you know, the toxins from the carbon monoxide poisoning were wrapped in fat and I could not lose the weight. And so um, I got introduced to a supplement company that has, and I've done, you know, since, like a, a lot of research, it has the highest vibrational products. And with the help of these products and programs that this company uh, offers, I um, have created, you know, vibrant health in my own physical body. And it's just the, the way that they source the products uh, so like the way that they get the, the ingredients, it's all organic, whole foods, wild-grown ingredients that are sustainably farmed. The way they process these uh, ingredients is up to top-notch standards. Uh, the way they're formulated, uh, they're formulated by uh, mainly, um, as I understand, uh, a doctor who I just love. I go like... If every doctor was this way in this world, we would have so much health in our physical bodies. And the way that the products feel, it feels like not just have they used the best ingredients, processed them in a, an amazing way, um, and have uh, formulated them in ways that are just beyond you know, where regular research has gone. Um, they also, you know, it's just the way that everything comes together with this company. And, you know, like and people in Europe seem to be a little bit ahead of the curve or they don't seem to be as um, interested in over-the-counter products that may have, you know, questionable ingredients or, you know, like they've, uh, we don't really know what happens to the products that we get over the counter. So um, physical health became this really important aspect because I had already gone, you know, through like 30 some years of uh, really helping people and myself uh, to heal my emotional, mental, spiritual bodies. And now the physical body was uh, needed to be healed. And I'm 
you know, vibrantly healthy today. I there's you know, there's real health and uh that's something that I would like to share with people. Mm. Yeah, I'm curious about the part that you shared about um the weight you know, that there was uh the toxins were stored in the fat and you couldn't lose the weight. It just made makes me want to um ask the question about I have this curiosity now of like people that have had trauma in their life, maybe it wasn't the trauma of like a physical toxin like carbon monoxide, but a different kind of a trauma, maybe an emotional trauma. Does that get stored in the fat cells then? And is that why, you know, sometimes we have a hard time processing that trauma is because it's stored in the body's fat cells that are sort of trapped and you need to add some kind of um, a level of shedding that fat to get to those emotions? Is this related? It's absolutely connected. It's, you know, it's as we both know, uh, when we feel negative emotions, uh, we think negative thoughts and that then... We, you know, our physical body responds to that negativity of feeling and, and thinking with chemicals and hormones. And those chemicals and hormones that are being released are, for one thing, they're erosive to our physical body, and uh, they do get stored. Uh, they're wrapped in fat, and when we're under stress, our body actually puts those fat cells into deposits that are located usually in our weakest part of the body. So like wherever you are weakest. So let's say somebody has, um, you know, like a weak liver energy uh, because there's there may be a lot of, um, you know, emotions connected to anger or thoughts around, uh, you know, like they may be depressed. So the liver uh, as an organ holds these emotions and, you know, it's like we have now more and more people who have liver fat. It's that, you know, surprising. (laughs) We, you know, it's the emotional aspects that also create toxins. On a physical level, uh, they transform into uh, chemicals and hormones. But it's also that the emotion itself is stored if you don't know how to transform it. So is that what you're asking, Cindy? Yeah, I just had a a kind of intuitive hit to ask that question where I know that um, people that, you know, have um, some trauma work to do, the releasing of the, like... Mm -hmm. I think we've seen fat as sort of like a protection, but um, it is. It protects, but they keep it in there. <laughs> yeah, it just feels a little bit different. But I, I, yeah, I don't want to stay hung up on that question. But it just felt like there was a relationship to it because when you do start losing weight, um, there is a feeling of um, there can be, I guess, a feeling of vulnerability or more sensitivity, and it could be related to that layer of the emotional trauma resurfacing into the consciousness from the subconscious because it feels like maybe the the weight is like 
um, a representation of something being un, you know, under the normal consciousness, being hidden or something. So, but you have always been working with people before um, that, even I believe, if I have my timing right, before you had the monoxide poisoning, you were doing work with emotional body with your um, Opus Lux method, weren't mm-hmm. you? Doing the yeah. medical intuitive work, and it has a lot, largely um, working with the emotional body. So it's it's always curious to me when people attract certain illnesses or something, and mm-hmm. it makes them dive deeper into their life's work to figure it out, and then, you know, it's like the heroine's journey going down into the underworld yourself to um, figure out this dilemma that you're in and as you solve the mystery you bring it forward and into the world into the community and share it with others it seems like this has been um, part of your journey and why you attracted that experience yes and you know it goes way back to childhood and there was a lot of emotional pain mental you know like uh, I needed to know not just how to release that emotional pain and reframe my mental thinking and really connect to my spiritual part that was you know just very apparently there you know all of my life and so I, I wasn't just looking for ways to release those negative emotions because I realized that when we just release them and not transform those emotions and, you know, thoughts and um, step fully into our spiritual being, then we're not really healed because we're not really changing. And those parts of the, the negative emotion often just fill back in. So the, you know, just to release, the emotion or to pretend that it's not happening or we're not feeling it or, of course, covering it up with medication to numb the pain, those are not answers to actual transformation. When you are transformed and you have the emotions that, you know, the negative emotions are transformed and your mental thoughts are reframed, you will be free of pain you no longer have the emotional pain you have inner peace you have inner confidence you have inner value you know you're equally important you have inner stability and you will operate from that place even when there is no outer evidence of your value or you know that you should feel stable so once you truly transformed that negative aspect of, uh, you know, negative emotions and negative thought patterns or being disconnected from your spiritual being, then something amazing happens and surfaces. Mm-hmm. And so I just want to challenge the language, you know, a little bit on the negative piece. And I know that you're referring to denser energies because we're talking about vibration and consciousness and so forth. So um, I just feel like when we use the word negative, it could be 
there could be some shame attached to it or there could be some um, judgment around negative, the word negative, but would it be equally um, valid to use the word dense in, instead of negative? Sure, dense or lower vibrational and it's basically just showing us who we are not. And in my uh, observation, is that's why we're here in this world, is to experience both. We experience love, which is everything that feels good and is positive, and the absence of love, which is everything that feels negative and is, you know, disruptive or, as you say, lower, you know, vibrational or denser. So that we have that comparison, that we have that frame of reference of knowing who we truly are, which is pure love. That's our true nature. And the you know absence of love, which is that more denser, lower vibrational energy. And in, in does that uh, resonate or is that a good explanation what do you think, Cindy? Like, how yeah, would you yeah, like to add to that? that? Yeah, it is good. I just was sensing, you know, a, a feeling inside myself when you were using the word negative that <laughs> that might not land, you know, so well with, um, yeah, to see it more in terms of, like, uh, vibration, like um, water in different vibrations can either be, you know, in a... A low vibration, it's ice, and um, a middle vibration, it's itself as water, and then a high vibration is steam, that it's one isn't negative and one isn't positive in terms of how it might place judgment on labels like that, but they're just different forms right. of the same, yeah. And it's not about judgment uh, or right and wrong, and that, you know, is born out of the you know disconnection that right and wrong is born out of the disconnection between your true knowing and uh you know basically the uh out of balance ego and you know the church would call um ego the devil i i've come to lovingly call it the little bastard who is basically responsible for um allowing us to experience the absence of who we really are so that we do know the difference. And the discerning between those two, the you know, you, our true self and the illusion of being of low value or being disconnected or having no importance or not being enough which then also plays into that, you know, competitive field of, like, I'm better than you. And, you know, it may be someone who is still kind of confused about, like, which voice they are actually listening to. Are they listening to that outside voice that um, creates the illusion of not enough or that someone is less, someone is better? Um, There's that, you know, and then the true knowingness of us all being equally important, equally valuable. We all have, you know, an equal piece yeah. that we bring to the 
to the field here. Yeah, I'm not sure why this is coming into mind, but like when you're talking about the competitiveness and all this, you know, comparison and judgment and stuff, I, I think of the political ads and that kind of <laughs> old school way of doing politics and running for office is always to slander your opponent mm. as much as you can instead of really focus on your what your service is, what your talent is, what your gift to humanity is, what your contribution is, what your platform is, what you're passionate about. And so I feel like that, you know, we've kind of had that old school approach to health as well as to kind of um, target these parts of ourselves and our lives that aren't so perfect that have flaws and just, you know, shine a spotlight on them versus looking at where we do have talent and where we do shine and where we are serving and build up that aspect of us. I feel like there's something here where if we focus on our contribution and we give our attention to it fully and we develop our mastery, that our health problems can also be um, elevated. Our challenges can be pulled into the flow and momentum of that kind of uh, creative movement and and find new patterns, you know, be um, transformed in the process. I wonder how you how you view that. Well, I always feel that if we do have a, a physical imbalance, then it's our soul wanting our attention. It's like it would like to have our attention because somewhere we may not be living in our true, full beauty. Uh, we may have fallen either slightly or greatly out of balance on, in some regard. And often the physical limitations are forcing us to slow down and actually tune in with what is out of balance. And if we look at ourselves and we see that we have talents and gifts and, um, you know, the strengths that each of us, of course, has different talents, strengths and gifts. Uh, we bring something interestingly different to the table and that, you know, what I lovingly call the little bastard just uh, points out all the things that are great about others and things that we don't have. Um never telling us that we basically each bring an important piece to the table and combined we then become the whole. Each of us brings something important to the table. And we none, none of us have everything, uh, all the gifts in the world, but as a whole we do. And if we really look, we are every single one. If you really look from a higher standpoint, then I'm just having an interestingly different experience over in, you know, your body and over in, you know, like I'm everywhere and everything. And if I look at that, then I can see that as a whole, I'm flawless. And as a single entity, I bring the peace that, I have, you know, most talent with to the table. 
And, you know, like the competition um, that has been created in our world uh, to either deem something right or wrong or to go to the extremes on the opposite sides. So, like, politically speaking, we have taken things uh, to opposite sides. And the opposites show us who we are not. One side is too little, the other side is too much of who we really are. And that who we really are is our essential nature. So we are allowed, basically, to figure out what is too much, too little, so that we can become that, you know, step back into that zero point into our essential nature. And that essential nature is our true nature. And so, like, when I look at the opposite of, let's say, the political realm, I tend to have the desire to look at, okay, what's good on this side and what's good on that side, what doesn't work for me on that side and what doesn't work for me on the other side, and bring all these pieces together to create something that could not have been created if we had just listened to one or the other side. So we basically bring the goodness back together and we create something that creates win-win. We aim for synergy. We now create solutions that could have never been possible before. So it's not about fighting against one or the other. It's about deriving the awesomeness in, on either side and bringing that together to once again step back into our essential nature. Great. Thank you for sharing that. And you are doing that through the work of um, biomedicine, biomedicine and energy medicine. Tell me more about the bio piece because this is more your latest uh, adventure mm-hmm. in, you know, working with directly with the biology by looking at blood samples and um, the quality and the integrity of the cells in the blood and uh, what that tells you about a person's health, the, the flow of information through their system or the lack of it, and how you integrate that into your practice of helping people become conscious. Right. So as a medical intuitive, I have that ability to do what you know science would call remote viewing. So um, I had always focused more on... Let me see what emotional, mental, spiritual aspects are creating, you know, what is your soul trying to tell you? And let's transform these emotions, mental constructs, and, you know, let's get you back full on with both feet into your spiritual being. Um, and so the, the physical part of the biomedicine um like when I had uh, the carbon monoxide poisoning, I would go to, I sought out, uh, you know, a, a, a blood biologist. And he took a little drop of my blood and he put it under the microscope. And, I, of course, it was fascinating because you see, you know, like your blood cells, like the red blood cells are round and you know, they're supposed to be all about the same shape and they bounce slightly off of each other. They uh, travel quite vigorously when healthy. Um, Then you have, you know, like a a certain amount of white blood cells that, you know, ideally health-wise look like this. 
you have things in the background of the blood that you see. And I could track with him, I could track that, you know, like what I was doing to restore my health was actually working. And I sent people to him. And, you know, like I thought like, oh, that's taken care of. I don't have to do that. Um, But also, you know, like I noticed that when I was just telling people, here's what I'm seeing, yeah, they had a hard time you know, kind of going like, well, what if she's not right? Or what? I, I, and it's like when uh, the the man who used to do the um, lifeblood uh, imagery that I call it now, um, he no longer worked. So I started looking for someone else. And then um, I realized that, okay, if I really would like to show people that piece, like to actually see your own blood, to see what it does, and to see the changes that when you apply a new diet or you leave out certain foods or you breathe, you know, you learn actually how to breathe or how, you know, what happens when your body actually exercises more. You know, like when you lose the weight, when you eat the right fat, when you eat the right proteins, when your liver no longer is stressed, your blood will look different. So the image on the on the screen is probably one of the greatest motivators because it's like, oh, I can see there's something not, you know, good. There's something out of balance in my body. And, you know, Edgar Casey said it, like, a long time ago, he said like that one day we'll be able to see a picture of an instant snapshot of our health in one drop of blood. And, you know, lifeblood imagery, um, I'm not calling it lifeblood analysis because uh, it's just a, a legal term that I have changed it to lifeblood imagery. So um, it allows us to do just that. It allows us to look at an instant snapshot of our health. And with just few changes, like giving your body the fuel it needs, giving your body the, you know, the supplements, that the foods that we eat, even though we eat organic whole foods, um, that are, you know, like of the finest sort, they're no longer nutritionally dense enough to give our body all the fuel it needs. And, you know, it's like if you would like to return your body to full-on energy and vitality and expression of true health, which means you you are full of energy, you have vitality, you are able to sleep well at night, you um, have the energy to walk up that hill. Um, you can change this and you can track the progress of you getting healthier and healthier as you make those changes with the pictures. And how cool is it to actually have that picture to say like, oh, I thought I was pretty healthy. And with just a few changes, I was healthier than I ever imagined possible. And that's what excites me about it, is that 
when our physical body actually has every, you know, has the fuel it needs. It's kind of like a car. Our bodies are, in a way, our cars that allow our life force energy to travel in this world of duality. And to be in that physical body, the higher the vibration of your physical body, the higher the health of your physical body, the higher the vibration of your life force energy can be. So, you know, to really be an awakened, fully realized being, how cool is it when you, your physical body is a vessel that can actually hold that kind of vibration? So that's what gets me excited. <laughs> I can hear it in your voice. That's wonderful. Yeah, um, what, how would you like to tie this all together? We're coming to the end of our time, and I just wanted to give you an opportunity to just wrap up your all. You have so many different directions of talent that you're bringing together in this service that you provide, and I know you meet with people in person. Do you do sessions over the phone still, or how does this work if somebody wanted to contact you and find out about their where they're at on this path of becoming more conscious and awake. Right. So I do have uh, on my website, you can go on my website and there are quizzes on my website. So if you're interested in the physical body, you can do uh, a quiz on your biological age and that allows you to schedule a 30-minute assessment session and if you feel like, oh, I just would like to, you know, after that, I would like to just schedule, like, a free make food, your, you know, like, a medicine session, that's available. So that's something that I do completely free at cost. Um, for those who would like to take it further or are looking uh, for additional things. Uh, I also have a quiz on determine your conscious awareness in 11 questions. So if you're interested in the emotional, mental, spiritual healing, then do, you know, take this quiz. Uh, You can at the end of it sign up for a one-hour assessment session. And I work with people on different levels. So uh, it is on the phone. It is in person. For the lifeblood imagery, uh, I do need you in person. Uh, but, you know, if, we, if you're not uh, in our county or around uh, so that you can basically come to my office, we can still work uh, on improving your physical body. There's a whole new website uh, designed to give you all the steps to optimal health. So that's happypeoplethrive.com. And if you're interested in that, go look that up. So there's, you know, multiple ways to get started. Um, On a very small scale, uh, if you'd like to take it further, then you can, I recommend that you book a five-concept series you know, which often takes maybe two sessions to complete. Uh, I have programs that are create your own reality program, um, have 
you know, different aspects. So if you look at that, um, that's a good start. And what really, you know, like what really motivates me the most is that it, I just would love nothing more than to create a conscious community that is right here. You know, like Cindy said it at the beginning, like Cindy, you said that, oh, you know, like we have people all over the world that we know who are on, you know, on the path to awakening and are on the path of becoming fully realized. Beings are, are, you know, have arrived. And now it's like, is it our, you know, next step to actually as and, and that term comes from you to create conscious communities who thrive. And that's, you know, really what excites me even more is the the possibility of creating this these conscious communities right in our own backyard. Um and giving the people who already have the insights and the knowledge on how to shed their veils and really, you know, be enlightened, all the tools to create the same in their community. And so it's it's about, you know, stepping out and owning that, that we would like to have whole communities that are populated by fully realized beings who live in the civilized world and we create a much different world. One that is balanced and, you know, like brought back the structures, the new structures need to be created and those are some of the new structures that we talked about today. Mm. Yes. Well, thank you so much for doing your part. I mean, really too kind of sum this up and my sense of your path of, you know, having studied health and the emotional body and then having a physical challenge and working through that and finding the resources and doing the research to support to regain your health and then coming back and wanting to formulate a community around that knowledge feels very much like the mythical journey of uh, the heroine, you know, who um, (laughs) has to, you know, go through that wounded healer aspect, you know, that Chiron return, if I could use some astrology Mm -hmm. language here. And um, not everybody, you know, comes back with the treasure, or um, if they do, it's not always clear on how to bring it forward and make it available to others but you found a way and I really appreciate that you've done that and and like you said right here in our own backyard and have to mention that we live in San Luis Obispo County in California for those of you listening that are wondering where Chris is located and yeah thank you for I think the timing of this conversation is perfect that all of this is uh, come together now and that many are seeking what you have to offer and I guess I would wanted to sum up your um, invitation by saying if you're interested in what Chris is sharing and 
what she has to offer, you can contact her uh, at her website for the 30-minute consult. And then from that, once Krista gets to know you a little bit and what's happening in your life and where you're at, she can guide you to some of the other resources and services that she has available based on um, your unique path of awakening. And that's one thing we really have to acknowledge is that we are each individuals and we each have our own unique path and there isn't a one-size-fits-all. And so that piece of um, the individual um, relationship to what our piece is and who is aligned with helping us bring it forward and being able to sense that through our intuitive tracking capacity is possibly what brought you to this call or this conversation. And mm-hmm. um, and I thank Krista for being one of those people in my life and um, I'm thankful that you had the opportunity to come be with us today and share that, Krista. Well, thank you so much, Cindy. And, you know, it's it's like you hold an important piece, too, and there are others who hold an important piece. And I could not be more grateful for your piece that you brought to my life. And it's just when we share, you know, that knowledge, things are going to change. And so thank you so much for allowing me to share a little bit about you know, like what I bring to the table, and I know um, that could not be happening without you bringing to the table what, you know, you are amazing at. So thank you so much for uh, being part of this shift and part of allowing me to be, you know, like showing up today. (laughs) So thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, well said. And I I feel like what you just said can be said for every relationship that we each have with any individual, whether it be pleasant or unpleasant, that there is something there that is revealing itself for our benefit. And it just depends on how we respond to it, how we integrate it, that will determine the, uh, the outcome and how, you know, are we able to receive the medicine that's available in the moment, uh, which is becoming more and more clear that we do have to be present to be receptive. And this is, uh, I think, I feel the direction that we're moving, you know, as a collective in our migration is to being more receptive. We've been so strategic and so active and um, so individually focused on our own personal enlightenment, but um, we've missed the power and the potential of waking up as a community and contributing our unique individual awakening to a larger community and seeing that uh, blossom and benefit not only humanity but the planet and all the living beings, creatures, and species that share this planet with us. So it's it's delightful to have more and more uh, people that are consciously seeking a part in that uh, that dream. Beautifully said. Thank you so much, Cindy. Yes. All right. 
All right. Thanks for being here with us today, listeners. And um, we send you all our love and blessings and wishes for optimum health and vitality. Bye for now.